Welcome to the Raising Great Kids podcast. I'm your host today, Kendra Fleming. These past several months in the middle of a pandemic have caused us to take Wombaland, our preschool environment, online. But today we're talking with a Wombaland expert about safety protocol and the steps we are taking to bring your preschooler back in the building. Today on the podcast, we're interviewing one of my great friends and Wombaland expert, Tracy Stonecheck. Tracy has served with kids in many of our area churches for over 20 years. She is the North Point Ministries Director of Wombaland and spends her time helping all of our area churches create a great learning experience for our preschoolers. Tracy, I am so excited to have you here today. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for having me. Uh I'm so excited. Um, I have been married to my husband, Denver, for 31 years. I had to think about that. (laughs) Sorry. And uh, we have three adult children. Uh Um, Our oldest, Shannon, is 27. And my son, Denver, he's a junior. He is um, 22. And my baby is about to turn 19. Oh, wow. Um, yes, we just sent him off to college. And so Denver and I are officially empty nesters. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And so fun. I'm an empty nester, too. And we've been friends since that 19-year-old was a baby, a toddler. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's so that's right. so awesome. Tracy, those of us who lead in ministry, we have been navigating all the changes of COVID, just like all the parents who are listening. Uh, So before we jump into like the new safety protocol and what they can expect as we try to come back into the building, can we talk for a minute about what you've seen happen with preschoolers and their families and what we've been offering and supporting them with over the last few months? Yes, this has definitely been challenging uh-huh. this season, but I can honestly say um, I'm so proud of the Wombaland teams that I get to work with because when this uh, started almost a year ago, we met and we had to just really shift the way we think and the way we partner with the parents. We knew that our church buildings are closed, but we knew that the church still needed to be present in the lives of these kids. And so we had to pivot. And I feel like um, the things that we are currently doing, they've really worked and our, our families seem to really appreciate them. And, you know, one thing that we started is Happy Mail. Mm-hmm. I just like saying it, Happy <laughs> Mail. And the whole point of Happy Mail really and truly was just to get content into the hands, into the mailbox of every preschooler each month. So every month um, we get to see great stories on social media and Parents are just really emailing us and um, tagging us as the kids run to the mailbox. And Kendra, you know, preschoolers love mail. Adults, maybe not so much, but preschoolers, they love to go to the mailbox. And they open it up, and they just get a fun activity to do, a monthly uh, verse cling, just something fun. And one of my favorite stories when um, we first started sending this happy mail is a little boy opened up the happy mail and he said to his mom, my church misses me. Mm-hmm. And he's right. Yeah. We we miss them, but we want to stay connected. And so every single month um, during this season, as our buildings are closed, we send content home to the families. Um, another thing that yeah. we started doing is, you know, hey, Wombaland is online. Yeah. So every week um, we post a new video. We have a fun host, an engaging game. Um, 
and we have our Bible story. Mm -hmm. And then after, we want the parents to be able to keep the conversation going. So we give them a couple questions so that they can enjoy it and really just spend time applying what uh, the story was all about in the life of their little preschooler. So online content, it's been a big hit. Um, In fact, one of the things that we have noticed is our new music. Um, Preschoolers, they love to dance. Mm -hmm. They love to sing. And I think the parents appreciate (laughs) some new songs. So we created um, five new Wombaland songs that, you know, we rolled out one every month starting in October. And I think the kids are just having a good time with these music videos. In fact, I'm having a great time with them myself. Mm -hmm. So uh, music is important for Mm -hmm. kids. We just want to give them just something to look forward to. Um, And then the the final thing that we have done is our teams have worked really hard at every one of our churches Mm -hmm. to bring the kids and their families safely back onto their uh, church property. And we've done Mm drive-throughs. And, you know, it's just they drive up. We always have some fun, whether it's a balloon arch, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know, jugglers in the parking lot, snacks, whatever, anything we can do safely Mm -hmm. to um, really just engage and interact with the kids. And these drive-throughs are fun because our volunteers show up. They line the uh, parking lots. They wave to the kids. And one thing that was super I think sweet is a little boy the other day at a drive-thru at one of our churches saw Northy. So Northy is uh, extremely popular. She is the star of Wombaland. She is our Wombaland online host. And Northy has a big personality and she just starts off every video with fun. She plays a fun game to just get the kids ready for what they're about to experience that morning. And a little boy uh, spotted Northy. She was at the drive-thru, and the mom stopped, and he screamed out the window, Northy, how did you get out of the TV? Yeah. So, you know, we're just doing the best we can to yeah. connect with the kids with our content and our happy mail and our drive-throughs because we want them to know that Wombaland is still in their lives. Yep, for sure. Okay, so as we open the buildings and many families are uh, going to start coming back, which we are so excited because we have missed you guys so much, but there are many families who will still be staying home on Sundays, who will be able to come some and not and not come other times. Can you kind of tell parents what they can expect? Like, uh, I know all of our in the building content will be pretty normal, but uh, will we still have online? Will they still get mail? Like, what can parents expect in this window of time? Yeah, you know, that's a... That's a great question because a lot of um, families, you know, will be coming back, but there will be some who maybe they're not ready. Uh Um, And so we're going to have everything, to be honest. We we still plan to offer um, Happy Mail. Um, Our online content is not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. We see that it's helpful for, you know, if a child is homesick or family can't make it on a a Sunday, we want to keep that going so they can um, choose whatever works best during that week, that time frame for each uh, family, they can uh, make the best decision for their family. Yeah, that's great. Uh, So no matter if you come back in the building soon, which we hope you do, uh, we're excited for that, or you choose to stay home for a little bit longer, which we understand, and uh, no matter what, we got you covered, both, both directions, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay, so Tracy... 
All along in Wombaland, we have had a pretty robust wellness policy. We have navigated some flu epidemics and overall keeping kids safe uh, when they are in our buildings and in our care is really important to us. So uh, I know we send this well wellness policy out at least twice a year. Sometimes we've done it more when there have been a lot of illness and things like that. Uh, so at a high level, tell me kind of what's already in place in Wombaland for our wellness policy. Yeah, that's right. Um, safety is very important to us mm-hmm. in keeping our kids and our volunteers healthy. Um, it's always been a, a top priority for mm-hmm. us in Wombaland. And so twice a year, you're right, we communicate to the parents and the volunteers mm-hmm. our wellness policy. And, um, you know, we're still going to do that. That's yeah. more important now than ever. And Basically, what we ask parents, if your child has had a fever or, you know, a runny nose or a cough or, you know, some of the the other stuff like diarrhea or (laughs) uh, vomiting, keep them home. Let's do our part and keep everyone home. And in fact, we even say, even if they're not acting like their normal self that morning, you may not know, keep them home. And um, we also, you know, as staff, if we notice a child that um, they're in a classroom and they don't seem like they're themselves or they seem a little tired or grumpy, you know, we're going to remove them from the class as well. We want to keep everybody safe. Yeah. So um, our wellness policy, it's always been there. It's not going anywhere. If anything, we're just really kind of beefing it up a little sure. bit. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so parents, I'm going to link the full wellness policy in the show notes if you want to take a look at it. But as we're getting back in the building, first thing I want you to know, which as a parent, you're going to relate to this really easily, is that things are always changing. Um, Cases go up and down in our community that causes things to change as far as when we can open and how we can open. Uh, Different protocol that will be in place when we open might go away as time goes on. Things are always changing. So Tracy, tell us a little bit about that and how will people kind of know the -the up-to-the-date latest information they need to know? Yeah, that's an Awesome question. You see, we are going to pay attention, Kendra. There are agencies that we've been following, um, and I'll continue to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, the churches will continue to do so as well. Mm-hmm. And as things change, so will we. Yeah. We're going to always um, pay attention and do whatever is best for the families. Uh, so you'll get emails. You'll hear from the local churches. As things change, we will like keep it up to date. Uh, so you will always know. And our websites are like a really great source of information. Okay, I know you have a lot of experience leading a licensed daycare. Um, A lot of people might not know that about you, but you do. And I know in recent months, a lot of us have spent a good amount of time with uh, consulting with experts in our community, learning about standard practices due to COVID, um, as well as working with our really experienced directors at all of our locations. So Uh, What we're about to share has kind of been vetted through the normal practices, and if anything, you know, in true fashion, we will probably go above and beyond in a lot of areas. So first, tell me a little bit about the social distancing. How are we going to manage lines? How do you social distance toddlers? I'd love to hear you talk (laughs) to us about that. Um, How are we going to manage lines, classroom sizes, who's on the hall, all that kind of stuff? Yes. Well, you heard me um, maybe giggle, and it's because you really do not uh, socially distant uh, preschoolers. But we have a plan, um, and it starts with the adults. 
And uh, so we will socially distance our hallways, and mm-hmm. uh, we're going to only allow one adult parent to um, come onto the hallway at a time to drop off kids. Now, listen, if someone has seven kids, yeah. we'll make an exception. <laughs> but let's be honest, um, yeah. we're going to just do our best to put, you know, spacing on the hallway. Um, drop off is going to be quick and efficient. Our classroom sizes will be smaller, mm-hmm. uh, less children, less chairs. And that's how we're going to do our part to have if fewer children and volunteers in the classroom will allow us to properly distance them when we can. Yeah. And that'll help just limit exposure really for everybody. So I know that may seem like it's a little bit clunky, but I'm sure Wombaland will make it as smooth as it can possibly be uh, and a quick. I think it'll be faster than people uh, realize. So tell me about your expectation and your team's expectation concerning masks in Wombaland. Yes. Well, right now, as like I said earlier, as long as that's what the agencies that we're following and um, are recommending, we are going to do it as well. Yeah. And so all adults will wear a mask. Um, Now in preschool, we are not requiring our preschool age children to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. And two and under, they cannot wear a mask. It is not safe. So that will not be permitted by us at all. Mm -hmm. But if a parent wants to send their three or four year old with a mask, we're not going to say no to that. Mm -hmm. That's up to the parent. However, we know with preschoolers, they, they don't keep a hair bow on yeah. if they're not going to keep their mask on <laughs> and then we're going to find it on the floor or they're going to share with their friend. We're all about sharing in Wombaland, but not their mask. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll take it off. But yeah. every adult staff volunteer mm-hmm. um, in our building will be wearing a mask for the safety. And again, this is one of those things mm-hmm. we're going to constantly watch and monitor take um, all the advice and everything from the agencies that we're following, the schools, all the things. Yeah, that's great. And parents, that will go for you too. We're going to ask you to wear a mask while you're in our building. Um, For sure, as we open up there, I hope and pray is a time in the future where we won't all have to wear masks. But as we come in the building and you're up and down our hallways and with other people's children, uh, we're going to ask you to wear a mask as well. Um, tell us a little bit about the cleaning protocol. I mean, I, I know a lot about that, but it's not something that our parents normally see and they might not be aware. And I know we're, we're even going to make a few changes and step a few things up as we open the buildings back up. So tell us a little bit about the cleaning protocol in our classrooms. Yeah, that's a great question. And I'm actually excited to share this. (laughs) Never thought I would say this to our parents because Uh it's like the wellness policy. Um, We already have, I think, a very solid cleaning plan Mm -hmm. in place for Wombaland because, you know, preschoolers, they put everything into their mouth. They touch everything. Um, And so we want it to be a clean, safe environment. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that um, we're going to add additional is um, cleaning between the hours. Mm -hmm. Normally we, you know, just vacuum and empty the trash. Mm -hmm. But during this season, and it probably will never go away, Mm -hmm. um, we're going to wipe down um, all the high-touch areas, doorknobs, handles, all the things. Um, We're also having, I don't know if I said this earlier, I think I missed it, but hand sanitizing Mm -hmm. stations all over the building, all over the Wombaland Hall. Encourage more uh, washing your hands. Um, We're going to do a deep clean of our entire environments before the buildings open. Mm -hmm. Um, 
we haven't been in the building for yeah. a year. Yeah. So we're going to start off clean and fresh. Mm-hmm. And um, every Sunday, every service, things will be sanitized and wiped down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are removing any toy that cannot be cleaned. Yeah. So if there's a baby doll that had um, cloth clothing that we just mm-hmm. can't wipe, well, we're not going to have that baby doll in the classroom. So we're going to pay attention to what is in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be using um, when the children aren't in the room, in between service hours, we'll wipe down every toy, crayon, mm-hmm. scissor, glue stick, yeah. everything. With um, We use basic G and basic H cleaning. Mm-hmm. That's safe for children. But we will also use um, Lysol wipes and Clorox wipes mm-hmm. that will be out of the reach of the children. Yeah. But that is what is proven to kill uh, viruses and mm-hmm. COVID. And yeah. we just, again, our job is to keep everyone safe. And so that we can do what we really want to do, and that's teach them. Yeah, I love that. I know another thing, I mean, that sounds so thorough and above and beyond. And, you know, if you're a mom or a dad of a preschooler, you know things are in every everything goes in your mouth or we're changing diapers, which we always, we already have really good protocol for hand washing and gloves and all those kind of things are in place, uh, that should, you know, for sure benefit and keep children safe. And I know you mentioned too, that you're just going to completely separate items from one service hour to the next. So we're just going to go through and kind of buy double so that one whole set of uh, materials and content and toys and crayons can come out and get thoroughly cleaned and a fresh set is added to the room for the second service. And so those are just some new kind of stepped up things that we're going to do to just help make sure that we have a really clean and safe place for your kids as they arrive on Sunday. Uh, Tracy, another thing I heard you talking about, which I thought, of course, makes sense. You know, I love content. And so I have uh, noticed this a little bit when I'm working on things as well, is that there's a need to modify even our curriculum and to really think about that. A couple weeks ago, I was working with one of our writers and um, there was a special uh, friend handshake in the writing. And I remember in years past, it's so fun. That whole handshake thing is really fun. But she right away goes like, I don't think we can do the whole handshake with the friend and all that um, during COVID. I was like, yeah, you're right. We can't do that uh, while we're opening. Again, days in the future will come where I think some of that maybe can come back. But tell me a little bit about like what you're looking at and what you're even thinking about just the actual activities that we do. Yes, you are right. Um, I never thought I would have to say no to Play-Doh. <laughs> um, yeah, but unfortunately, yeah. you know, um, during this time, we have to say no to Play-Doh yeah, or yeah. crayons that have paper on them just yeah. because we can't properly clean it. And sure. so we have looked, and as we write the content, the wonderful curriculum team, they we sit and we are rethinking how we can do everything instead of a you know, a fun uh, friendship handshake. Mm -hmm. It might be now, you know, where we throw a beanbag at the wall or something different. You know, we're just thinking all the different ways that we can keep them from from encouraging them mm-hmm. to touch one another yeah. um, or from encouraging them to do a handshake or a high five. We're just going to have to do things differently yeah. and with our supplies yeah. and how we write stuff. And again, we're thinking of what can we use um, to still have fun, mm-hmm. to still teach, yeah. that um, the kids are going to want to run into the classroom and see it and want to play with that ball. But at the end of the day, what can we use that we can wipe down, sanitize, yeah. clean, and not spread germs? Sure, sure. So we're putting a lot of time and effort 
into uh, rethinking the mm-hmm. way we're doing our curriculum. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so I am wondering too a little bit about just the actual check-in. So our typical check-in is that there's a tag or there's an iPad. You know, we have kind of a variety of things happening there that multiple people touch. I'm sure that is going to have to change. Can you tell us just for a real quick uh, minute about our check-in process? Yes, we're definitely working on um, just recruiting more volunteers mm-hmm. so that there will be one person yeah. um, actually touching if, it, if it's an iPad or checking in at the classroom. Mm-hmm. We're going to use uh, stickers mm-hmm. just so that we don't have to worry about wiping down plastic tags. So we'll have a sticker system where one person will hold the pen and check everybody in at each classroom, give the parents a sticker, um, one for the child, one for the parent. Again, we're going to try to keep the line moving quick and fast, fewer children in the classroom. So that should help us to um, just really speed up the whole entire check-in, check-out We'll have ways, doors to enter, doors to exit to try to keep the flow moving properly. Um, so we're still working out some of those details. It could look different at each church, um, but the overall experience will be the same where uh, fewer people actually touching um, the pen and owning the check-in process. So we're still working on some of that. Yeah, that sounds really great. I know we talked about the wellness policy at the beginning, but um, I just think it's worth like reemphasizing uh, some things that you really want parents to consider. And are you going to add in any additional steps to kind of ensure wellness before they actually even uh, hit our hallway? So. What are you thinking? Yes. uh, Well, temperature checks. Okay. So that's a big thing that we will have at every one of our churches. So we just want to make sure Mm -hmm. that um, every volunteer, every staff, Mm -hmm. and every child, um, the whole entire family will actually have their temperature checked. And again, this is something that as long as it's a recommendation, we're going to do it. And it just helps us to know that when they entered our environment, they were fever free. Mm-hmm. So we will do temperature checks. And again, we're just going to um, ask parents to partner with us. And if someone doesn't feel right, or it hasn't been 24 hours since they had a fever, we're going to ask them to stay home. Mm -hmm. Again, we have an online option for everyone. And truly, we miss you. We want everyone back Mm -hmm. in the building. I can't wait to have everyone back in the building. Mm But um, as we're easing in, we just want to keep everyone safe. So uh, if we see somebody that has, you know, a runny nose and it's green, we're not going to permit you to come on to the hall. We're going to ask you to go home and join us online. Yeah, I love that's good advice. Uh, so I'm like you. I have missed Sundays uh, on the hall with kids all around me. You and I are kid people, and so we have both really missed that. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, kids back in Wombaland. You and I both know Wombaland is so much more important than babysitting. It's more important than toys and playing and all of that kind of thing. Uh, you know, parents, you probably hear me say this all the time, but these early years, your kids are growing and learning at a faster rate than they ever will again. And what they are learning is so significant. It's really like becoming a foundation of who they are and how they will build uh, the things that they know in the future. So whether you're watching online or in person, to me, 
Wombaland is very, very important. So I kind of wanted to close by uh, just, can you tell us, why does Wombaland matter? Why, what, why is it so important to us to make sure, whether it's online or in person, that we are delivering something good to our kids? <laughs> wow, I know they can't see me, but mm-hmm. I'm starting to get a little emotional. Yeah. Forgive me. Yeah. Um, we miss them. We miss the families so mm-hmm. much. And there is really nothing that can compare mm-hmm. um, to seeing the hall and the classrooms filled with um, preschoolers and the amazing volunteers that truly love them. And um, when I think about what we get to do every single week in the building, um, nothing compares to it, hands mm-hmm. down. We're introducing for the first time these young children about, I think, community Mm -hmm. and small groups. And our kids in Wombaland, they come to the same classroom with the same friends and the same small group leaders every week that they're here. And relationships happen. And they feel comfortable leaving their mom and dad. We know Mm -hmm. that um, for a preschooler, saying goodbye at the door can be traumatic. You should hear our hallway sometimes (laughs) when parents are dropping them off because they love their parents, their grandparents so much. But when they see that familiar face in the room, it's easier and they go in. And then I love, this is my favorite part. Mm -hmm. The parents feel safe. They trust us Mm -hmm. and they leave their children with us. And then our volunteers, they get to do what I think is the most important thing and teach. They teach them that God made them Mm -hmm. and God loves them Mm -hmm. and Jesus wants to be their friend forever. What a beautiful foundation. What a beautiful way to partner with these parents by dropping them off and allowing us to do what we love, teach preschoolers Mm -hmm. while they get to go and volunteer or attend a service themselves. So I think children singing and playing games and learning with their friends is such a beautiful way to just start and build that foundation Mm -hmm. for what I would hope they want to do the rest of their life being community. And um, I know that um, our volunteers miss the children. Mm -hmm. I know that the kids feel the same. Um, Can I share one more story? I'd love to hear it. We had a drive-through at uh, one of our churches, and the volunteers, like I said earlier, they were all lined up, and we actually did this for um, fall. It was uh, just really our kickoff to fall, and a little girl was waving from her car seat out the window and spotted her small group leader, and this is a, a volunteer that started in this child's class when she was a toddler. The little girl is now four. And uh, the little girl saw the volunteer and started to cry because she missed her and just got emotional. And then the volunteer started to cry, and they were talking, and they were holding up the line. And so the mom said to the volunteer, hey, can we pull over to a parking spot and just visit for a few minutes? And they did for a long time. And that it's just Uh, One very small example, but I have so many of these, where the children are starting to really connect Mm -hmm. with someone that's not mom or dad, who is invested in serving and teaching and truly loving these kids. And that's what you can't get online. And that's the part that I can't wait to see again. So 
again, we'll be ready. We're going to do everything we possibly can to uh, pay attention, be current, up-to-date, communicate, train our volunteers, our staff. We are going to have trainings before we open the building. We want to be ready. Tracy, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. Yes, I love talking with you anytime I get. And thank you to your amazing Wombolian teams, all of our churches. I mean, they have really made preschoolers a priority during this season when it would have been really easy to just take a break because it's complicated right now for sure. So you guys have really done an incredible job. I know that I'm grateful. And parents, we have missed you. We've missed your kids. We miss the energy and the love and all the important learning that happens in Wombaland. And we cannot wait to have you back. So thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.